Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA's Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles. Today, in the studio with me is Carly Kistler-Miller, and we're going to talk about the very timely topic of wearing face masks in the workplace. Specifically, what we need to consider before we just mandate wearing masks in our precision machining shops. Miles, it is a touchy subject these days, and people have different reasons for being for or against face masks, but the safety in the workplace needs to be a consideration, right? Absolutely. As Hippocrates said, in the first place, do no harm. But today, in the United States, our OSHA general duty clause says, each employer shall furnish to each of his employees employment and a place of employment which are free from recognized hazards that are causing or are likely to cause death or serious physical harm to his employees. And in Ohio, which is where we are, we were told we had to wear the face mask to work. They did have some exceptions. It was when it's prohibited by law, when it's against established health and safety policies at work, when not advisable for health reasons, when it violates work safety protocols, and when alone in enclosed workspace. There were two more, when it's a practical reason that it can't be worn, and they were specifically talking about being in extreme heat, or when you need a clear line of communication between coworkers, like moving heavy equipment. That's true. I believe there are many states following that same mandate, but I have five reasons that I think employers in our precision machined products industry should consider before they just blindly require the wearing of cloth face coverings in our shop operations. But before I give that reason, I have to say that the orders are not identifying these as personal protective equipment or PPE. So it's pretty clear that OSHA mandates for uh, PPE uh, don't apply. Our legal counsel said that the state ordered face masks really aren't PPE as defined by OSHA. I never knew that. So the even the medical face masks or the cloth face coverings that everybody's making at home, those aren't considered PPE by OSHA. That's what our law firm told us. So the first reason that I offer is that despite the governor's orders to wear cloth face coverings, we as employers have an obligation under OSHA and general ethics to provide our workers with safe working conditions. Wearing any of these cloth face masks almost instantly fogs your OSHA-required personal protective eye protection and it degrades your vision. Don't take my word for it. Look at the folks working out in retail. Almost all that are wearing glasses have their masks pulled down below their noses to keep their glasses clear. Ohioans in retail have the safest chins in the world. <laughs> I see it multiple times every day. So reason number one to reconsider whether or not to mandate the wearing of a cloth face covering in your shop is the question of will it or will it not create a potential hazard by fogging or degrading the vision 
and interfering with the OSHA required eye protection needed in your shop. You know, now that you say that, I do remember seeing people, they had the masks on, but it was underneath their nose, so it's not necessarily doing what it expects them to do. But the, now let me think, the second reason had to do with the fluids in the shops, right? Yes, face masks made of cloth absorb and retain metalworking fluids. Let me give you a minute to think about that. Ew. Yes, now we are being ordered to place these fluids into all day skin contact on our face and neck being retained by these cloth face coverings. In addition to putting these metalworking fluids in line with our airway by holding them in the cloth, think of the possible allergic reactions. Think of the irritation. Think of the other possibilities. These chemicals come with safety data sheets. These chemicals are not cosmetics. Read the safety data sheets and follow their advice about skin contact hazards. I don't think I ever would have thought of wearing machining fluids as makeup, but holding them in an absorbent cloth against your face all day and not my idea of makeup. The third reason to think about this is the fact that the masks create a harbor not just for viruses, but other bacteria. Cloth face masks are not effective in filtering them out for your protection. The authorities all admit that. These masks or face coverings are supposed to protect others from your sneezes or coughs. But a study out of South Korea showed no difference in blocking viruses. Similar results came out on a clinical trial out of Australia. If anyone needs the links to those papers, we can send them to you. I have yet to see a scientific paper that positively documents the effectiveness of these cloth face coverings at containing virus ejecta from humans. Even the WHO says, quote, however, there is currently no evidence that wearing a mask, whether medical or other types, by healthy persons in the wider community setting, including universal community masking, can prevent them from infection with respiratory viruses, including COVID-19. To paraphrase Jerry Maguire movie, show me the scientific paper. <laughs> we do like to make decisions based on facts, and I never would have thought of the mask create, creating that perfect little environment for things to grow. And then once you touch something in the outside world that has contaminants and then you touch your mask, now the mask is no longer sterile. The fourth reason to consider is that our employees in our shops really aren't adjacent to each other. In my steel plant, I had 90,000 square feet and a crew of maybe 15 employees. That's if everybody showed up. In a space that large, they couldn't hear you cough, they were so far away. If the face mask is to protect others, and there are no others close by, why are you wearing the mask? Now, I get it, precision machining shops aren't 90,000 square foot cold drawn steel mills. Our shops have more people, smaller square footage, but I am hard pressed to think of a production shop that I've been in in the last two years that has workers working shoulder to shoulder on the job. Yeah, our shops are a different environment than most. 
The fifth and last reason to consider not wearing face masks in our shops is the need for effective and understandable communications. This isn't just about successful work achievement and task completion. Communications that are clear and understood are paramount to our workers' safety, not just the effective operations. In our shops, with automatic equipment and multiple machines operating, plus overhead cranes and lift trucks with OSHA-mandated backup horns and, and alarms, the noise level can often exceed 60 decibels. We use a lot of hand signals and facial expressions when we communicate, if we communicate effectively. And by the way, have you noticed how in the grocery store, when you try to communicate with the clerk, they look at you puzzled, you look at them puzzled? That's because 80% of our communication, our input to our brain is really visual. Auditory is no more than 11% of a human's cognitive load. Our ability to read lips and to read facial expressions is critical for effective communications. Yeah, I really didn't realize until this whole mask thing how much I relied on lip reading and the facial expressions. Sometimes I don't even know someone's talking to me because I can't see their mouth moving. That's exactly right. Our visual channel accounts for 80% of all of our mental inputs. So to sum up, we need to consider the risks to our workers' safety by complying with the governor's order. And if those risks outweigh the claimed benefits of protecting others when, in your shop, you need to decide if there are no others immediately adjacent or the mandated face covering actually creates employee-specific hazards by defeating the existing required-by-law personal protective equipment, by making communications difficult, and creating a variety of unintended inhalation and contact risks on our skin for metalworking fluids and microbes. This is not an easy decision. I'm not going to make the decision for you. But I will remind you that it is our duty as employers to provide a place of employment which is free from recognized hazards. That duty is on us as employers. That obligation is not on the governor. It's not on the president. The duty is on us. We need to consider everything and all the facts and make the best decision for the safety of our employees. I've given you five critical reasons for you to consider rather than just fall easily into the groupthink of everyone needs to wear a mask that is currently taking hold across our country. You're right. We really have to do a look at our individual environments and look at the whole picture. And that ends our discussion on face masks in our shops. Thank you for joining me. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org. And don't forget to join me next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles. <music>